Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. Today, talking to Kate Swapper about her battle with dementia and the show My Unseen Disappearing World at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Um, and I'm joined on the phone by Kate Swapper, whose show My Unseen Disappearing World is uh, premiering at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe uh, from the 25th to the 28th of February. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm good, thanks, Stephen. Every, every day is a new day with dementia. So. Absolutely. Now, um, as you mentioned, you you are a dementia sufferer and this show is, I guess, a presentation about your experiences with uh, the disease. Um, for someone like me that's never had someone in my family suffer from such an illness, it's kind of hard for me to go, uh, what's, it, what's it all about and talk to you? Because I, I, my feeling about dementia is it's a very um, horrible disease that makes you forget things and do things like that. Um, what What are your experiences with it? Well, I originally worked as a nurse, Stephen, and I worked in Adelaide's first dedicated dementia unit. So from a nursing perspective, I knew a lot about dementia. But I guess when you get to a residential care facility setting, you see people that are at their more final stages of their dementia. Mm. So even for nurses, there's that myth out there that, you know, um, people with dementia are crazy old people sitting in a corner somewhere who aren't able to live productive lives. And for most people diagnosed with dementia, there's some years where they're still very productive and many people still work um, if they're younger, they can still work for some time. Mm. Um, so I think to, to write a story and present something about living with dementia in a way that shows that there's a human cost to this disease, but we can still really live quite good lives for some time. And I suppose um, it goes almost against what, what our expectations are with people that have the disease, that you can you can even get up and put a show together because I would imagine that involves a lot of remembering things and you've got to remember how you're going to do the show and you know my limited and I guess uh, what's the word um, stereotypical almost understanding of the disease is that that shouldn't be something someone with dementia is able to do. That's exactly right and, and there are other dementia sufferers I know who have stood up and presented at conferences doing you know proper conference presentations and They've then had doctors come up to them and say that they're lying. They couldn't possibly have dementia and be able to present at a conference. And that is just not the truth. Um, but for me to do a presentation, I will need some memory aids. I will need notes. Um, and as one of my blog followers said, he's coming along on four every night, just in case it's a different show each night. <laughs> so that's kind of the funny side of dementia. Sometimes things that you think you're doing the same are different from mm. the day before. Um, but I certainly I don't think that is, you know, having having memory aids and having cue cards and having a different show every night, that's certainly not something that's unique to people with dementia. I know sort of a lot of actors and people that I've worked with can yeah. put on a different show every night and forget lines that's and that right. sort of thing. So. I was talking to a journalist yesterday from the advertiser and she said she uses notes all the time. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's just a, a part of living. And, and if I was a person with a disability needing a wheelchair, nobody would mind me being on a stage with a wheelchair. No. So um, I couldn't imagine anyone would mind me being on stage with notes. And what kind of brought you 
to to bring this out as a as a performance piece in the Adelaide Fringe because my understanding is, as you say, you, you come from a nursing background. Um, performing arts is something completely different to that. Completely different to that. I've I've had three careers. Even one was nursing and operating theatres, and then working as a chef for ten or twelve years in my own business, and then working in healthcare sales. So doing theatre and drama was definitely never on my drawing board. But I started presenting to uh, healthcare service provider groups and then was invited to be a uh, keynote speaker at a bloggers conference in Queensland because I started blogging about dementia. Um, And from that, I had this random idea that maybe I could break down some of the myths and... uh, change perceptions out there in the community, in the wider community, by turning my more formal presentation into a bit of a show. So it'll be partly a seminar-style presentation, but there'll be a little bit of performance thrown in and some music as well. Cool. Um, now, I believe it won't just be you up on up on the stage performing. You've got uh, someone else in, in the troupe, I suppose, in the cast? Uh, yeah, I've got one other person... Um, who it's really a static performance that they'll be sitting at, at uh, a stationary position doing something but mm-hmm. I won't say what that is at this stage because it'll give away part of the show. That's very intriguing of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the mu- I, I've got a musician who um, uh, the musician I had has had to pull out at short notice and so I'm just finding another young uh, musician who's writing some music to go with dementia, if that's possible. So that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, cool. Um, now, is that the show is going to be, I guess, fairly seminar-based, but I imagine it, it won't. It won't just be a stand-up seminar and sort of very, very serious and presenting a whole lot of facts about dementia. Um, no, not at all. No, no. It'll be talking about the human cost of dementia, and it'll show hopefully the funny side of dementia because there are some really funny things that happen. If, if you can see the funny side of it, there's some very funny stuff that happens with dementia. Um, and there's some very sad stuff that happens with dementia because dementia is a terminal illness. Most mm. people don't realise that. Most people kind of put it in the mental illness bucket, which it's not. You know, it, it's like having a brain injury. Yeah. Um, and it is terminal and there's no treatment for it. So um, to try and, I suppose, educate or increase awareness in the community that, you know, it's not really a scary disease uh, unless you're living with it. But mm. as far as meeting me in the community, most people wouldn't know I've got dementia. No, and it certainly doesn't yeah. come across in a phone phone yeah. conversation. I, my family can see quite easily the changes um, mm-hmm. because, you know, they are living with me daily. Uh, but it's a bit like, you know, someone, someone I've known very well... Um, but haven't seen for a long time, they can now see the change. Yeah. But um, someone who doesn't know me, hasn't met me before, probably would never know at this stage. And how much of it can you notice in yourself? Uh, I, I notice it in myself because even doing um, daily functions now is quite challenging. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, have peached, I have hidden cheat sheets around the house. Yeah. But just doing basic things like making a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and then I've got lots of memory um, strategies. So, I, you know, the, the online um, 
having having a computer and, and being quite computer literate, I use the email calendar to remind me of stuff all the time. So that has things logged into it, like do the washing. Mm. Um, very simple task pop, popped into my email calendar with reminders. So um, I've got little reminders all over the place and I'm, I've become a bit of a post-it note queen as well. Mm-hmm. But, you mean you know, if, if, yeah, if I was in a wheelchair, I'd be using all sorts of strategies to get through my days. So I treat the symptoms of dementia like a disability. Yeah. Rather than a death sentence and um, manage to get through my days still. And it, it sounds like you're probably a lot more organised than the rest of us. I think probably I am. I think having come from a bit of a perfectionist background and then working in operating theatres, which obviously is a fairly uh, meticulous career, you have to do a lot of attention to detail, having that back, that type of personality and that background has make, made it easier to manage the symptoms. Yeah, cool. Um, and how long has it taken you to, to put the show together and to get the to get the show right, ready for performance? Well, it, it probably took me six months to actually write mm-hmm. the the show, and then it's taken me, um, I suppose it's about three months since I randomly decided to register as a performer. So I'm still working on it, but I'm I'm pretty much there now. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, I've been very lucky to get some sponsors. So I'm being sponsored by Scott's Church, and I'm being sponsored by Rest Haven as part of a, uh, a government initiative, mm-hmm. uh, a project that's uh, about trying to make the lives of people living with dementia uh, and aged care better in their homes. Um, and the staff from the Big Issue organisation in South Australia mm-hmm. are going to manage each event, uh, do the ticketing and so on on the night. So yep. I've been quite lucky to get some sponsors. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I guess... To kind, of, to kind of follow up from that, um, what support is kind of available in, in SA for people with dementia? Is there enough? Is there... No, there's not enough support for people with dementia. You know, the, the, the research funding pool uh, handed out by the government is minuscule uh, if you compared it with, say, cancer, mm. uh, which is a fairly... Oh, trendy, you know, it's an okay disease to have, it's a sexy disease to have these days, it's got lots of celebrity um, sort of fundraising happening around it as well um, and dementia is not a sexy disease and it doesn't have enough funding, mm. we've got an organisation called Alzheimer's Australia and they have, uh, each state has their own um, association mm-hmm. and they provide uh, as many services as they can within the constraints of their funding, which is pretty small. Um, but outside of that, there are very few services for people, people with dementia, um, other than aged care facilities and respite facilities, which are all geared for people over 65. Mm. And the funding is only available for people to go into those places if you're over 65. So anyone under 65, there's not much out there. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, and, have you... and, and not not just for people with dementia. For people under sixty-five, with MS, with Parkinson's, with any other debilitating disease, where they either need respite or assisted accommodation, there's basically nowhere for them to go. Cool. And do, do you think there's any hope for that changing in the near future? 
I don't think in the near future, Stephen, uh, and I talked to researchers and listened to researchers at a conference earlier this year mm. who've been saying uh, we'll find a cure for dementia in five years, and they've been saying that for 20 years. And uh, at the end of the Alzheimer's Association National Conference last year, 90% of the, of the researchers still believe we're 20 years away from being anywhere near a cure. Wow. So, you know, it's, uh, if you've been diagnosed with it, it's, that's a challenging um, reality that you have to face. Mm. And do you think do you think things have improved? Because obviously you were, you were um, an Alzheimer's dementia kind of nurse a, a number of years ago. Uh, have things improved for patients with dementia since you were nursing? Oh, gosh. Um, we like to kid ourselves that we have, mm -hmm. but I don't really think they have. Um, I've written a blog today uh, called The Human Cattleyard for Aged Care and Dementia, um, and I still don't think that we are allowing our elderly or those people with chronic illness or dementia that live in aged care settings, I don't really think they're living with that much dignity still. Um, things have improved, but nowhere near enough. And I think that we are medicating people purely to keep them alive, um, regardless of whether they've got quality of life. Yeah, and quality of life is the most important thing that anyone can sort of ask for, I think. Well, I think it is. And, uh, I, you know, if you went for a little tour around any aged care facility in Australia, uh, probably in any Western country in the world, you'd find most of the people in high care wish they weren't there. Mm. So, um, but that's a whole new presentation, perhaps. Oh, absolutely. Perhaps the next piece, Stephen. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess certainly from from your passion that's coming coming through right now, it's it's fairly clear to see that um, people that come to see your presentation um, in the other finish will be will be fairly moved, and you've got so much passion about the disease and needing things to change. So, you know, I know I know it's one of the driving factors behind you putting putting the show together. Um, yes. yes. Is it, is it something that, I mean, obviously you want anyone and everyone to come along to see. Is it something you'd encourage young people to come and see as well? I would encourage young people to come and see it. I've registered for the Youth Engagement Program, mm -hmm. um, so I'm also happy to go out to schools to speak to them, and I've, I am in the process of putting together an education resource pack to go with that. Uh, but uh, unfortunately it is something that children, school-aged children have to face, but my children were just at the end of their school life, but still quite young when I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And um, lots of young people have grandparents with, with you know, one type of dementia or another. So yeah, facing up and uh, visiting people in aged care settings or visiting them in their homes when they perhaps can't remember you would be pretty traumatic for a young person. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot to learn about dementia and, and people with dementia actually have a lot to still give. Um, and, you know, I, I strive every day to develop a more welcoming approach to illness and to disability and to dementia. Yeah. And to see them as the gift that they've become rather than the death threat that they are. Yeah. Um, we all, you know, we live until we die, whether we've got dementia or cancer or any other disease or get run over by a truck. So yeah. I think that 
for me, I just want my own life to continue to be interesting and fulfilling. Yeah. Cool. And I mean, for you, I mean, you obviously you absolutely haven't stopped. It certainly hasn't been any kind of major, major barrier in the way of you completing things that you wanted to complete since being diagnosed. I've read that you've got, I think you've picked up two degrees since being diagnosed. I, I was in the in the process of doing a double degree and I managed to finish them both off yeah. post-diagnosis, so I was pretty happy with that. That's, that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I'm, pre- I'm very happy about that and uh, I'm just about to have a book of poetry published that should be ready for the fringe, so that'll be on sale in time for my events. Nice, you have some merch. And a couple of other uh, writing projects on the go as well. Cool, and I believe you've got a couple of uh, major speaking engagements later this year as well. Uh, I'm sorry, I just missed that, Stephen. I say, I, I believe you've got a couple of other fairly major speaking engagements later this year. Off, yeah, I'm heading off to London in March to present... Um, three times now at the Alzheimer's Disease International Conference and then over to New Zealand for their biennial uh, Alzheimer's Conference as their keynote speaker, one of their keynote speakers. So so it's become an exciting new career. Excellent. All right, well, uh, I'd better let you go. Um, My Unseen Disappearing World is uh, is your show. It's going to be on at the Scots Church Adelaide McGregor Hall, uh, 237 North Terrace in the city uh, from Saturday the 25th of February through till Tuesday the 28th. Um, All the details are online at linkadelaide.com.au and adelaidefringe.com.au. And if you want to know more about Alzheimer's, uh, you can visit Alzheimer's Australia's website, fightdementia.org.au, or call the National Dementia Helpline on 1800 100 500. That's 1800 100 500. Um, But uh, certainly take a look at uh, Kate Swafford's show. I'm sure it will move and change your thinking about dementia, uh, just as uh, you have uh, my thinking as well. Um, Kate, thank you so, so much for your time and uh, have a fantastic fringe. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you there. And for more information on Kate Swaffer's My Unseen Disappearing World and check out Kate's blog as well, visit linkadelaide.com.au or check out adelaidefringe.com.au.